you're listening to No Limits, a PlayStation podcast, episode 26, and it's me, Taylor. I'm back after like six weeks, and I beat God of War today, two months after release. I'm joined by Brian and Ethan. I want to go play the intro now. everybody welcome and you're listening to no limits a playstation podcast my name is taylor and i'm joined by my co-hosts brianna and ethan and i'm back after like i said five to six seven i feel like in the spirit of like the goofing off we always do on this podcast where we introduce ourselves as the other person i feel like you should have introduced Mm. yourself as brianna yeah yeah like i feel like that would have been pretty funny yeah well too late too late okay too late Remember, you can find the video version of this podcast over on youtube.com slash Media every Tuesday while you're over there. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. If you'd rather listen to audio, we're on all your favorite podcast services. I would love it if you could leave us a review. It helps us grow and we would love any feedback. If you want to support us and get early access to all Save the Game Media content, head over to patreon.com slash Media and choose the tier that's right for you. Just like our current patrons did, Lucky Blue, Hopple, Alpaca Tom, Amon, Fabulous Brianna, Brianna's mom, Brianna's brother, Brianna's wife, Anna Hudak, Nikolai at Night, Cypher Primus, Brendan Myers, Marcus O'Neill, Lillian, Mimi J, The Snack Network, and Dave Hotright. So please go over to patreon.com slash save the game media to check it out. You can also look it up on youtube.com slash save the game media and interact with us in the Discord. Links in the show notes. So uh I'm back, guys. How how are we doing, Brian Sam? <laughs> there's I'm, so I'm, much happening right now i'm doing pretty good for what it's worth i i had covid i'm coming off of it now oh i didn't really have too many symptoms there's a lot of weird stuff like water smelling funny and then one night i ate dinner and immediately it felt like a bomb went off in my stomach and i thought i had to puke but i didn't luckily i just drived a couple times uh but weird weird symptoms going around huh. the house I don't know what's happening here. This brings up like what happened to me this week. So basically what I did, I don't know why I did this. Um, I'm lactose intolerant just in case you guys like I I think you guys know. But just in case listeners don't Mm. know. Um, It's not like severe or anything. Like I'm not going to die. But like I shouldn't. And so like (laughs) I (laughs) had a day where I I don't know what I had. I don't know if it was a drink. I don't know if it was food. I got so bloated. I was like so bloated. Like my stomach was just like like, (laughs) so bad. And the next day I was like still bloated. I was like, man, I'm not having a good time. You know what I had for dinner? I had quesadillas. (laughs) Well. (laughs) Third day I'm still bloated, of course. Like nothing's been done to fix it. I had quesadillas again for lunch. You just don't care, do you? You just give it up. <laughs> it was so bad because I kept forgetting because I was just like, oh, this sounds good. And then I'm like, oh, my God, why is my stomach still hurting? I was like, You're oh, like, yeah. Have like a nice bowl of ramen. <laughs> we did. We had a udon last night for dinner. It was really good. Or I guess we could get bloated on ramen. I don't know. You like, could. A lot of salt. I have tomato, put cheese in ramen before. Tomato soup and crackers. All right. How about I can't get much more plain. <laughs> water. Well, see, but you if you have water. tomato soup, you have to have grilled cheese with it. Exactly. 
that's the big thing. And Parmesan on the tomato soup. I don't know about you guys. I put Parmesan mm-hmm. on my tomato soup. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Especially but, if it's like the fresh grated Parmesan. Oh. Exactly. Oh, yeah, with the microplane. So yep. But I think you're just trying to train your body to accept lactose again. I think you've made your decision. You said, you know what? Enough <laughs> is enough. I'm taking back my uh-huh. life. And you're going to, you need to figure it out or we're, this is how it's going to be forever. So, lactase pills ever worked for you? Oh, yeah. I just forget to take them. <laughs> okay. Now <laughs> I don't feel bad for you. Anyway. <laughs> that's, that's they they work totally. <laughs> They work perfectly. Yeah, oh, they were great. There's no issues if I take my lactate pill. <laughs> I just don't. All right, well, this yourself. I absolutely do. I don't uh, even need dairy. Like none of the stuff I'm having is stuff that I need. Like, it's just, oh, I need cheese. But... Yeah, you have to have cheese in your life. Um, I used to get fondue like all the time. That sounds like crazy. But there was this like cheese blend that they sold at the local grocery store in Utah. It's like a mountain blend. And we used to just like get it and just like eat like bread and stuff. That was mm. so good. Yeah. No kidding. Awesome. I love, love cheese. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah. That was my week. <laughs> How was your week? Nice bloated week. <laughs> uh, pretty good. Uh, uh, procrastinating on some things I had to do before I move mm. a long distance. Classic. Um, yeah and i also oh i beat i put a hefty amount of time into god or ragnarok and i beat it this early this afternoon good 40 good. hours and i did a lot of side stuff yes I, I didn't do so much of the uh like there's a lot so, this is without spoilers there's some like a lot of fetch quest or like collectible quest like, i didn't really do much of those i did the meaty side quests that have actual like story centric objectives to mm. to go through and now let, let me ask did you roll the second credits or just the first one uh oh you're not done does the first one is you ain't done. okay wait a you'll second. know if it's the second you credits say because yeah. it's like wait, the actual credits. do i need to complete a certain side quest to run second credits yes, yes. I think I know which side quest that is. So you, you, you know it's which one it obvious. is. Yeah, it's very obvious. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go do that next time I play. So, okay, so then have I officially... I, I'd say uh, you've officially beaten it. You can I record it as a beaten it. game, but like, you yeah. really do want to go really do this go back side quest. Credits. Okay, yes. I could go also watch on YouTube. But I would recommend could. doing but it. But I'll probably go but do it's it. An, it's a trophy, so you might as well go do it yourself, yeah. you know? I'm not a big trophy guy, but if worse comes to worse, I'll just look up locations of some of the things that I have to do for that quest. Oh, no, it's just you it's go to one area forward. and you watch cutscenes and... Mm-hmm. Wait, maybe I'm not thinking of... Talk to you guys... Offline about it. We'll talk about offline it, about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, now, I wanted to ask you a question, Taylor, with your move coming up. You were joking about it in Discord, but the big question that's on everyone's mind is how are you moving the PS5? Are you actually shipping this thing I don't through the know. mail? I'm either... It's either that... Or I bring it on the airplane. The see the the issue is oh yeah, and that's the thing. I'm not driving. I'll be taking an airplane. So it's like Are you shipping. shipping your car? Yeah. Why don't you pack it in the car? That's what I'm thinking, but I'm I'm not sure what the policy is. Like the po- the policy might differ depending on what vendor I get. And I won't know that until I'm ready to ship the car. Mm, so it's yeah. like and if they allow me to put something in the trunk, I'm definitely putting my PC in it. If I have the mm. I have to put like 
one large tech item in the trunk and I only have only can put one, it's going to be the PC, not the PS5. I feel like most companies will let you just shove stuff in the because when I ship, I ship my truck twice throughout oh, and my time in the Navy. And you put stuff I, in the, I in the packed bed. it full in the, in the not in the bed, but in like the cabinet, in the front seat, in the back seat. Like it was oh, packed to the brim with, with stuff. Yeah, they're just loaded up on, as long as I can get in the driver's seat to drive it off. Mm, they're like, okay. yeah, let's go. Maybe I'll pack it. If I can, if I could do that, that would be great. I'll pack all my tech in there discreetly with blankets and different boxes and uh-huh. bubble wrap the crap out of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that would if be ideal for transporting all my tech. My recommendation would be to use one of those carry-ons. That's the hard case carry-on mm. that has the split, so you can pack clothes on one side. So, because you'll have to have clothes, right? Because yep. you won't have your stuff. You pack clothes on one half of it. You pack the PS5 on the other half because there's no way the PC is going in there, right? So you right, pack the yeah. PS5 on the other half, so that way you have the PS5 um, cushioned with the both the carry-on and like the clothing, um, and then you can just have your little like backpack for under the seat that has like your if you've got like an mm. iPad, laptop, whatever. Yeah. So. Ooh, good point. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I'm definitely not. Yeah, not bringing the PC on the plane. PS5 would yeah. be probably the biggest tech item I'd bring. I do have the disc model, so it is a little extra, a little bit bulkier than the digital model. But see, what you right. can do though is if you have like like especially if you do if you're not putting like any sort of box or whatever, you can like use like socks and stuff. Like socks are the yeah, best. Use clothes, yeah, for like padding stuff so good it'll be it'll be okay and plus you have control over like where it's going that's for me like that's that's what i i always need to have like control over where my playstation is going where my pc is going Mm -hmm. so yeah definitely hopefully i can just do it over the uh the vendor i ship my car in but we'll see um they should do it i don't see why they wouldn't yeah it'd be weird okay yeah so okay fingers crossed Mm-hmm. I can do that safely and easily. At least I can bring my switch on the plane without any issue on my like personal item. Yeah. Eventually, mm-hmm. when I move, it's like I always like, have an issue with my switch because I can't like my both of my Joy Cons have gone out at this point. Um, gone out so, like they stopped working, or you lost them? They're drifting. Oh, they're drifting. Yeah, they're drifting. I can send them in to get fixed. I'm too late. You can buy new ones for relatively cheap. Oh, Nintendo. Yeah, but like, I have a pro controller. Like I have like. Yeah like a handheld oh, yeah. controller so i can't take it on planes and stuff because like it's like kind of weird to like set it up on the stand and just like sit like oh this. have you ever seen uh. there's something called the fixture you can look it up on amazon it's called the fixture where it's like it attaches it to the S1. controller yeah where mm-hmm. it's a clamp that attaches to the pro controller and you can have this and you and on the other side of the clamp is a mount to put the switch tablet so then you mm-hmm. play the switch with the pro controller mounted right under it Mm-hmm. yeah i've seen those handheld. and i huh. might end up getting one for japan um because yeah, that's like a 12 balance. hour flight both ways yeah the weight so. balance it's centered on the center of the pro controller but it is definitely a heavier it's a heavier gameplay session like literally. yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah like, we'll see what i do i think worst case like scenario like i'll know i'll at least back up my all my vital pc files before i do anything with moving it and like that's the move i'll at least have my pc and my crummy laptop with me if everything else gets washed away yep i'd, I'd be able to recover and like if worse comes to worse i have a save data that's synced to the cloud on playstation plus like if i had to unfortunately like eventually rebuy a ps5 at least my data would be preserved um, yeah i'm definitely playing my ps5 nowadays more often than i usually do because i'm right now in an in-between time in my life where 
and like I'm back home before I move and it's like I don't feel like unboxing my PC when I'm going to box it up again in three and a half weeks. So it's like I'm working off my laptop right now, my not so good laptop. And for gaming, it's just PS5 with my like 22 inch 1080p monitor. And it's been, it still does the job. Like God of War. Yeah. I just unloaded a Plague Tale Innocence earlier tonight because I was feeling a little zany. And I decided to download Plague Tale. Now, you know, Kevin's not going to stop asking you questions yeah, about it until you beat yeah. the game. You've committed yourself at this Kevin point. Painsworth wants me to play this. <laughs> hey, we're making him play Bloodborne. <laughs> <my> oh, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> I think we got to give him something, right? <laughs> for listeners who don't know, for the Make Me Suffer tier of Patreon, we can make Kevin play a game that he doesn't want to play. Mm-hmm. And on the voting, Bloodborne is one of the options for this coming month or a couple of months. And. <laughs> Right now, it's winning if it hasn't already won. So, the, what I'm really hoping for is the timeline where, like, after ten hours, it, it the game actually clicks with Kevin. It's not gonna, gets, you know, that's and he not gets gonna into like Elden Ring right after. Absolutely not. <laughs> Dude, anything can happen. But the thing is, is like what I what I think is this is my theory of what's going to actually happen. He's going to be he's going to go into a negative Nancy. He's going to be like, I'm going to hate this game, right? So because he's going into it with the wrong mentality, he's going to hate it. That's just what happens with Dark Souls yeah. games. So he plays the 10 hours, he drops it, then year two passes. And then he's like, I have a craving for a no. game. I can't figure it out See, what it is. You guys, And the From Software game has come back to haunt him. The combat. That's is what so happened to me, genuinely. Game. That is the story of what happened to me. I hated Dark Souls. I like did because I tried to play Dark Souls, like the first one, not the remake. It was before the remake existed. Yeah, same. I've heard um, the edition on PC, which is not the remaster. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. Remaster, not remake. Um, and so I hated Dark Souls. I was like, I don't understand why anybody would play this. This is the worst experience ever. And I was so angry with my boyfriend at the time for even recommending me this game. Um, and then like two, three <laughs> years later, I was like, I have this weird craving. Maybe I should try this again. So Listen, I picked up Dark Souls 3, and that was it. I'm going to tell you all, as the person at Save the Game Media who probably talks to Kevin the most, I can guarantee you neither of those scenarios will happen. I he really will play hope his that. 10 hours. He probably won't finish his 10 hours. I'll try and keep him honest, but he's he not going to do the full 10. He's not going to do it. I'll, I'll withhold his turn-based RPG privileges. If he, uh, do the full 10 hours. <laughs> you can't play one piece odyssey until he finishes 10 hours <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey, oh, so right now it. it it is winning so it's four votes total it has two votes on bloodborne so if you want to vote too if you're a patron please join the patreon if you haven't voted already please no this one's a higher tier what oh you have to do the higher like, tier for the, the make me suffer the make me suffer tier five. all right five let me look yeah, it's the $5 tier. So I think Snack Network is on there, if I remember correctly. I know my wife's on there. I don't know if she did her vote yet. So she, I think I did. I'm not going to be that vote. guy that tells her what to, no, to no, vote No, no, I'm not for, saying so. that she... No, no, no. You I'm don't have scared. to tell her what to vote for. Tell her yeah. to vote. Yeah. And I'll, all I'll, I'm saying I'll make sure she's voting. is Bloodborne she's... is one of these options. And I mm-hmm. think Kevin... I think this will make Kevin suffer. Yeah, for sure. So that that's my argument. Yeah. <laughs> At least Kevin's good at video games. He has that in his on his side. Dark yeah, but Souls is he good at from beast. software video games? Yeah. That's the question. There's there's a big difference. <laughs> he'll get through it. Yeah, he'll be fine. He'll live. He'll play yeah. another fifty this year. He'll He's like emotionally scarred. <laughs> you can't right. play video games anymore. <laughs> how, how is your uh, been going around the horn here? Me? 
What have you been playing? Yeah. Oh, what have I been playing? I was going to say, I've been bloated all week. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, you said that. No, so you um, and then me. And then well, the bloated thing. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's all I've like. I mean, I've been like crocheting a lot. Um, mm. okay. I, what else have I been doing? Um, I've been watching, I've been watching a lot of anime because like this week is the new season. Um, so Four. we're starting winter 2023 of anime. Okay. Um, and so like this last week, um, and then this week I've been like catching up on other anime. Um, I don't know if you saw Ethan. I finished Licorice Recoil in like two days. Yeah, I um, still haven't finished it. I it was so good. It was so good. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I just like have been trying to catch up on some anime. I've been crocheting while I watch anime. That's I don't think I've been playing any video games. I think I burnt myself out. But there's not a lot of games, games coming out, if any. Stuff. So Fire Emblem. Now's the time. Well, so I have um a couple Dead games coming up. No, I'm at the but... first two weeks of January. Next two weeks are gonna go crazy. Oh yeah. Oh. And then I'm in Japan when Harry Potter comes out. That was a mistake. I didn't think about it. Harry Potter. Think about it. Yeah. Harry. Harry Potter puppet pals. That's my Harry Potter right there. I respect <laughs> oh, that. The, that's a good shout out. I remember out. that. That's, that's a good shout out. Wizard Square or what was it called? The, I don't remember any of it, but I remember it being. That a was thing. like a short where Dumbledore like was bleeped the entire oh, duration yeah. of like the <laughs> of the YouTube videos. I was crying laughing at like nine years old. I saw oh yeah, movie. for sure. Yeah. So funny. Good time. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Anyways, yeah, I haven't been playing video games because it's okay. I have tons of games to play. To be very clear, my backlog is massive. Uh, backlog, yeah. backlog. But... No one ever gets to those. Yeah. So yeah, I forgot something to mention. I forgot to mention on God of War. I I turned the difficulty down to normal because on Give Me a Challenge, there was a point where I was spending like twenty minutes on each major enemy encounter in the story, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't. At this rate, I'm not. I'm, I'm starting to not enjoy this. <laughs> yeah, this monotony. So I turned it down to normal, and then I started breezing through everything. I wish there was an in between difficulty between normal and give me a challenge. There um, needs to be difficulty sliders. But sliders like options. Last of Us Part Last of Us Part Two has difficulty sliders. Yeah, I don't know why that's not the stand. I know it can probably be difficult to tune it. Like I'm sure it's much harder to program a difficulty oh, slider than it is at least presets. Let me do the damage slider. Damage on a slider and let players augment yeah. that. Yeah, make it really customizable. Yeah, but but that's my only real gripe. I think my only real gripe with the game is difficulty balance from normal to challenge seems too steep. Hmm. Uh, Just wait until you start fighting those Valkyries. <laughs> or not Valkyries, the, uh, what are they called? The challenges? The guys at the gravestones. Oh, I've, I've the started berserkers? fighting the berserkers. I've started the fighting berserkers, fighting the berserkers. Yeah. I also took oh down a couple God. dragons so they far. Woof. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, I defeated even when berserker. I went around, like I literally like upgraded all of my armor to max level. Like I was maxed up on everything. They're tough. They and they push. were still kicking my butt. Yeah, they they are a game. challenge. I love it though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, some of the realm tears are good. I love going back to like a level five realm tear when I was like level seven and being like, yeah, I remember this is tough. What didn't I? And I just <laughs> yep. smelt through them. <laughs> so satisfying. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Getting into the the news this mm. week. Uh, some really cool news that came out. I guess I'll start with. Well, let me back up. Do either of you guys really want to do the first story? Yes. Not particularly. 
Okay. Well, I mean, I'd do it as in, yeah, I'd talk about it, but not reading it. Oh, I thought you meant like, are we just not going to read it? And I was <laughs> like, no, 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 no. I meant like, do either of you guys really want to read the first story? No, you can read it. I don't. It's a lot of reading. Right? You, you got this. <laughs> right. I don't know how to read. It's okay. Neither does a lot of the internet. So PlayStation announced Project Leonardo. So PlayStation announced Project Leonardo for PS5, which is, quote, a highly customizable accessibility controller kit. Announced at CES, this controller kit works out of the box to allow disabled gamers to play easier, more comfortably, and for longer. So this controller for audio listeners, well, I guess, and people on YouTube, is, if you haven't seen it, it's basically almost like a disc or a puck of different buttons that you can, and a stick that you can access in a circular uh, panel on a flat, in a flat form factor. So you can mount it on, you can put it on a table, mount it on a tripod or a wheelchair, stuff like that. And the gaming accessibility, sorry, the gaming accessibility organizations, Able Gamers, Special Effect, and StackUp were consulted on Leonardo's design. And Leonardo worked together with third-party accessibility accessories. And hardware features include swappable analog sticks, stick caps, buttons, and customizable analog stick to gamepad distance. So if your stick is too far away from your buttons, you can customize that distance between the two, depending on your restrictions or disabilities. And this helps address differences in strength, range of motion, and other physical needs. Software customizations feature button mapping and saved control profiles. And Leonardo can be used standalone or in tandem with more Leonardo or DualSense controllers. So two Leonardo controllers and one DualSense can be brought together to act as one controller in practice. And Leonardo has also has four 3.5 millimeter auxiliary ports to support external switches and other third-party equipment. And like I said, it can be laid flat on a table due to its split symmetric design, or it can be mounted as well as have its north orientation, um, its quote north orientation, uh, reprogrammed to match the user's specific setup, right? So I think it's like if you were to um, like press up on this, if a game prompts you to press a stick in the upwards direction, well, if your controller is oriented 90 degrees away from normal, your up direction is now offset. So you can change that north direction to make it align with your setup. And this comes to us from Hideaki Nishino. Is that right, Bree? Mm -hmm. A PlayStation yep. blog? Oh, yeah. I pronounced it right. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think this is awesome, to be honest. I did not see this coming at all. Obviously, PlayStation has a great track record with accessibility options in their games like Last of Us. Part two, The Last of Us Part One, God of War Ragnarok, and they've become de um, developed a good reputation for that. But I didn't see this con accessibility controller coming. Uh, what do you guys think? Oh man, I'm so excited about this. Like this makes me genuinely so happy, especially if it like if it launches and in practicality works and allows so many more people to play games. Like this will make me so happy because the thing is, is like like games should be accessible like we should already be to this point so to see it move forward is like it's really good um really encouraging to see stuff like this because like everybody deserves to be able to play games you know what i mean 
Yeah, it, it's obviously incredible. Um, uh, you know, Xbox for the longest time has been leading the charge with their adaptive controller series that they've done for the last couple of years. And uh, we've always talked about how we want the other two major console manufacturers to have this option for people with physical disabilities. And now Sony has it. So, you know, two out of the three manufacturers, I'll definitely take it. Nintendo needs to figure out a way to do this, I think, um, because it, it's just a good thing for the industry when more people can come in and play. Um, it, cause I don't think it takes that much effort to put some R and D into these accessibility features. It's obvious that they've been doing that, which is a great thing. And it's, and hopefully this is the start of something new and we can get some even better controllers going forward. Um, obviously Sony has been leading the charge with software accessibility. Some of their accessibility settings in their most recent first party games have been completely top notch. The last of us part one remake was had some incredible accessibility features that I utilized. God of war Ragnarok has some incredible accessibility features that a lot of people in the community really enjoyed um so good on sony for doing this good on xbox for having the adaptive controller that they are using and uh, it's just great to see these two industry giants making a focus on this group of gamers which may not be a lot of people but it's good that they are now able to play these games mm-hmm. absolutely yeah i agree now one question i had is what do you guys think the price point would be on this for one leonardo controller i'm thinking same as a dual sense maybe i guess i don't know i'm thinking it'll be a hundred dollars i think well so i think like in terms of like cost i think that they may end up eating a little bit of cost on this um just because like the way that the controller looks and like the technology <laughs> and stuff i personally feel like it would make sense for it to be more than a hundred dollars but i i suspect that they'll they'll um take that yeah. and just make it a hundred dollars because like like, I don't think it'd be fair for it to be super expensive because then it's like, again, pushing on the accessibility thing. Yeah. So the Xbox adaptive controller is $99.99 MSRP okay. and it's fully customizable. So obviously when you buy that controller, you get to go in and you do specific things depending on what disability someone might have. You obviously get different functions for the controller. I'm assuming this is going to be the same process where you go in and you kind of customize the thing to whatever needs you have. Um, so I think $99.99 is probably the price they would put this at, industry mm -hmm. standard for an adaptive controller like that. Yeah, I agree. Gotcha. That, yeah, I wasn't aware that Xbox's counterpart was um, also $100. So mm -hmm. yeah, I expect them to put it right there. So let's, well, let's see. How much is the, ser like, the series controller? So I guess that's not a good comparison because we're going back to regular controllers, but still that's yeah i think yeah 100 less than 100 bucks or at 100 bucks max i think is the ideal price point yeah all right cool who wants to talk about unions oh um, i can do this do you want, okay go ahead okay uh zenimax QA workers are now forming a union microsoft is now the second AAA gaming publisher to have its workforce unionize uh, 300 workers came out in support of the union, union unionization. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the union agreed to support the Activision Blizzard King acquisition in exchange for Microsoft taking a neutral stance toward union activity. A Microsoft representative said, quote, in light of the results of the recent union unionization vote, that word is difficult for me to say, we recognize the communication workers of America as the bargaining representative for the quality assurance employees at Zenimax. 
We look forward to engaging in good faith negotiations as we work towards a collective bargaining agreement, end quote. Senior QA tester at ZeniMax, Victoria Banos, said, quote, we want to put an end to the sudden periods of crunch, unfair pay, and lack of growth opportunities within the company. Our union will push for truly competitive pay, better communication between management and workers, and a clear path for those that want to progress in their career and more, end quote. Uh, Kotaka reported last year that there was crunch and poor treatment of ZeniMax QA workers, especially during Fallout 76's development. This comes courtesy of Brennan Sinclair at gamesindustry.biz. Okay, so union, ZeniMax, uh, Microsoft is recognizing it voluntarily. What do you think about that, Taylor? Oh, thanks for picking me. Uh, I think it's cool um, that Microsoft that they acknowledged it. Um, also, and this was a little bit part of a deal that, not a little bit, there was part of a deal that, right, the union in exchange for record, being in favor of the APK acquisition would Microsoft would remain neutral on the union or at least not oppose it. That part was weird because I don't even know why a union would oppose that in the first place. It doesn't really have anything to do with their well, their own area. They're you know. over, I mean, it directly influences the type of products and infrastructure that will come into the company. So I could see why, like it's a big change to the company, but either way, I think it's good that Microsoft is supporting it. Um, it's a good precedent, especially for yeah. QA testers and other, usually when it comes to workers who are need a union the most in industry, it's usually ones that are more hourly and traditionally um, paid a bit less than the white collar counterparts. And the Q in terms of, the games industry, QA testers fit that um, fit that mold um, a relatively significant amount, um, right? They're the ones who have, you know, quote unquote, boots on the ground, making sure your game works okay, making sure that the bugs are taken care of, and that they go through all the, these rigorous checklists to make sure that the game is performing as it should be before it's shipped off and going gold to the consumer. So, you know, they're a vital part of the industry and them unionizing, I think, is really important to the health of the industry overall. And, to, and, you know, if you have, usually when you have a union, you have better working conditions for the worker. And if you have better working conditions for people who are checking the game's quality, I think it'll end up just giving higher quality games. So I think it's a win all around, personally. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that, that word you used, precedent, I think that's the most important thing here. Because Microsoft... I mean, this is a trillion dollar company we're talking about here. One of the biggest in the world, definitely the biggest corporation in the video game space. Um, the one with the most money behind it. Maybe not the best in console sales, I know, but the one with the most money behind it. Um, and the fact that it's voluntarily recognizing this union sends a message to the rest of the gaming world, basically saying, hey, if Microsoft, this massive company that could pay lawyers millions of dollars to do whatever it wants, if Microsoft isn't even bothering with the hassle on this, um, why would you do that? Why why would you go out of your way to try and hassle a, a workforce that's trying to unionize? So really good precedent is set here. I hope it continues. I know Raven Softworks QA testers unionized not too long ago. I think they did get pushed back by Activision, but Activision is about to get bought out by Xbox. So that's probably not going to matter anymore after a while. Um, so good on Microsoft. Brianna, what do you think about all this union stuff? Um, so I personally feel like I would love to see more of this. Mm -hmm. um, so quality assurance, I think, is very, like, obviously, they're a very important part of making the game, but they're also one of the first sets of people to go when the game is done. Um, because once the game is done, right. there's not really any need for the quality assurance workers anymore. Um, 
they keep on a small team for like figuring like bugs and stuff out, but they get rid of quality assurance workers so fast. Um, so, I mean, we see this across the industry. It's not just quality assurance workers that are dropped. Like this happens with programmers that aren't like senior programmers. This happens with artists that aren't senior artists and all of that. So we see this happen a lot, but I think that quality assurance workers especially. And so I think it's very, very, very important that we continue to see unionization again, like across the video games industry, because it's really the only way that we're going condition help with like job consistency because people deserve uh -oh, a little that they're going to have a job you know sorry you, you roboted there said, for a second robot so if you could oh what, you said. what was yeah, the part that went the robot like the last last couple of seconds or, yeah. yeah okay sorry about that um all i was saying is that basically like this is really important moving forward in the industry because people deserve to have like assurance that they will have a job right like Right. And that's they, that they don't need to be thrown away all the time. That's just not fair. Yeah. And that is an interesting issue to tackle because you got to think that, I mean, I guess there's a reason why you release QA testers after you're done with the game because you don't have any work for them to do. So it'd be interesting to see how they could sort of manage having workers' rights and maintaining jobs, but not having a workload, I guess yeah. is what. If I'm going to guess, what they do is probably they don't hire like the existing QA testers unionize but they don't hire as many QA testers as they would have but rather repurpose at least so, some QA testers who finish a game onto a new project but also if you're developing a lot of new projects eventually you need to expand your staff so I guess that, the immediate solution is reappropriating QA testers who worked on X game mm -hmm. onto Y game um, rather than you know just letting them go I'm not sure so the collective bargaining agreement for the union, this union is yet to be written and negotiated. So I'm interested to see how that plays out. And that's part so of it. I think thinking of it more, this is the QA team that's at Zenimax, which is basically the umbrella company for Bethesda and all of its dev studios. So there's a multitude of development studios that are under this umbrella. Right, so I'm assuming true, these true. 300 QA testers are probably working on multiple games at once and they yeah, probably right. consistently have projects. Now, the, that question that we're bringing up that was interesting with Raven Softworks QA team, where it's just a singular development studio that is working mm -hmm. on one game at a time, maybe two games at a time. So that'll be interesting to see going mm -hmm. forward in other development studios, what they want to do with these unionization oh, oh, issues. Yeah. Also, the when thing... they're under the Microsoft, sorry. Go ahead. Okay, thanks. When they're under the Microsoft banner, maybe they'll, they'll be able to jump from not just ZeniMax games, but other Microsoft Could IP. Be. Yeah. Um, because ZeniMax, you know, it's now a Microsoft entity. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that, that deal went through, unlike ABK, which we're still waiting for. Right. Um, so I think that could also happen where they just go across all the different projects under Microsoft's umbrella, not just the ones that were centered around ZeniMax before the acquisition by yeah. Microsoft. Yeah. So I think that, like, the, like, the, the trade-off for companies is either you need a third party to do your quality assurance and there's just going to be companies mm -hmm. that yeah. are unionized that are just like quality assurance people. So you either like do that and pay somebody else to do the QA for you or you have to have an in-house team and you really should just eat that cost. It's like you don't need them all the time. but Or like, repurpose if they could exactly. do another job. 
Like, I mean, that's, yeah, exactly. I'm not saying that they just sit around, but like, yeah, those people can shift to other things. And I'm sure there's, cause there's a lot of jobs that you don't consider within companies. Like there's people that do community management. There's people that do yep. like data entry, stuff mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. There's so many small jobs that have to get done that you could repurpose. But the thing is, is like, I don't know. I just I know that it's what game companies do and they just get rid of all of these workers. But man, it sucks. Yeah, it's tough. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, well said. All right, Bree. Oh, yeah. Next story, story number three. All right. Reflecting on a big year to come for The Last of Us mm. from Neil Druckmann. Um, <clears throat> uh, before we get into this, I'm gonna read my side note here. Uh, Neil did an interview with The Hollywood Reporter. We didn't include the information here because it's mostly stuff that if you've played The Last of Us, you would already know. It was like an interview for the TV show. Um, but it has some really cool details in it um, of like how he came up with the story, the origin of like The Last of Us and stuff like that. Um, I highly recommend reading through it. It was really good, but um, it's not going to get covered here. Um, so anyways, The Last of Us turns 10 years in June 2023. The franchise sold more than 37 million copies as of December 2022. Um, part one PC version appears on March 3rd, 2023, with more news on the PC features later. Um, as well as like specifications and stuff. Um, so said they, uh, they said later this year, we will begin to offer you some details on our ambitious The Last of Us multiplayer game, end quote. They also released a piece of concept art that looks like a worn down ship in the middle of a flooded street. The Last of Us TV show premieres on HBO and HBO Max on January 15th, um, focusing on the events of the first game. So what a right. time to be the Last of Us fan! All right, all right. I gotta yeah. say, Bree, the way Neil talked about factions, I don't think this game's coming out this year, and me, you're gonna get destroyed. Are <laughs> you gonna critic. eat that cause? Yeah. It was like we're, we're coming out with the first details of, uh, or the first beginning, de like details, or I forget the exact quote. Or actually, no, I have the quote right here. He says, so, "Offer you some details later this year. We will begin to offer you." Like you said the quote. Later this year, we'll begin to offer you some details on our ambitious The Last of Us multiplayer game. I don't think that means it's coming out this year. How at all, much Bree. later? I'm E3 scared. later. <laughs> well, they had said that it was coming out this year already. What? So, where? I can't remember when. Oh, but I feel like they said that it was coming out. Like, I don't think that they, like, had specified when, but I feel like they said that it was going to come out this year. Maybe I'm crazy. But um, I don't know. I don't see why this game wouldn't come out this year. Because with multiplayer games, like, like obviously you need the full game to launch. But multiplayer games, especially what it sounds like they're doing, um, do a lot of growing after they come out. That shouldn't be the standard, though. It should come out with a very I big disagree because like Valorant of content. Well, look at what happened to Halo content, Infinite. But it's going to be a live service factions, or it might be a live service. I think Nomi Sony. I think it'll be a live service game. They're trying to get more yeah. money out of it, but it could at least release with a lot of content. But they're just going to add more to it and more to right. it. Right. So I mean, like that's what I'm saying. Is so, like for something like Valorant, like that only launched with like three maps, I think maybe four. Um, but I still think it's like a fantastic game and obviously they've added a bunch of maps and like agents and stuff like that now, but I don't think you necessarily have to launch with all the content for multiplayer games, mm. um, specifically because it is like a live service game where you like get DLC packs, get more characters, stuff like that. 
Um, I guess we don't really know what they're doing with this game. Like we haven't even kind of seen gameplay. We don't know if it's going to be like the original multiplayer concept art, right? Yeah, we've seen two pieces of concept art now and that's it. And it's like not even like characters. I don't think I think it's mostly like background stuff. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I feel like they've been working on this for a while. So I don't want to like say like for sure there's no way this is coming out this year. Um, I feel like it could easily come out this year because Sony doesn't really have a lot going on this year. Like Sony in particular, like they have a bunch of third party stuff going on. Exactly. Which factions we know of and we know it exists. So could easily come out. Right. Yeah. They're not going to be putting anything else huge out in like fall because that's like Spider-Man. Right. Yeah, Spider-Man 2 so, is basically taking over their fall line. We're looking at like summer, late summer, like early fall time maybe. frame. I don't know. I guess we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, maybe okay. compete, make it compete with Redfall, you know, mm-hmm. release it near where Red, because Redfall, they said, is supposed to release around May, I think, you mm-hmm. know. So I think. Well, I don't even for- think we're going to see factions until probably E3. That would be my mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. So if, if Sony's at E3. E3 <laughs> Or, or whatever their equivalent is. If yeah, they just whatever do like a state is, of play yeah. or whatever. Um, so whatever that is. And then my guess would be that we'll see like something around like a September release. Like they'll be like, oh, it's coming out in like three months or something like that. Um, yeah. That would be my guess. But I guess we shall see. Yeah. I mean, it, it's all exciting. The Last of Us is a great franchise. It's a great video mm-hmm. game franchise. I play, Like I said, I played The Last of Us Part 1 remastered or remake uh last year this is my first exposure to it and i loved it it was exhausting because i'm horrified of zombies it was an exhausting experience but the story was so gripping that i pushed through it um i'm probably not going to play two but um this is a world i want to know more about and the fact that we're getting an hbo tv show which is are you gonna watch the show is it like next week or something yeah lord it's like it comes out eight days. I'm recording. Yeah. This is so exciting that we're going to be able to watch this. I'm I'm watching it all as much as I can. I, I think they're doing a weekly release schedule, right? Just they're watch not like drop this. Like just like be prepared. I'm, a, I'm better with movies and TV than I am video mm. games. Video games mm. are immersive, but uh, I, I think it's crazy. I mean, if you told me the over a decade ago when in the news came out that Naughty Dog was working on a post-apocalyptic video game, I would have said cool, but I didn't know it would take over the world, it feels like, like it has with all these different adaptations. And now we're getting a multiplayer standalone component, and it's going to be part of PlayStation's big lineup for time. I mean, this is huge for for Neil Druckmann, for that team. I'm, I'm excited. I think, am I crazy or did Naughty Dog say they were working on a different IP now? Like they're, they were they're working they, on something else right now? It seems like they're they're yeah. So they there was a news story about it. So they said that they were working on something else. Else, um, but then we've then, also heard talks about The Last of Us Part Three. Right. So which, man. my guess, because they have do they have two teams or three teams over there? I can't remember. I would assume I think three they have teams. Two. I feel like they have two, but I could be they could be three. But my guess is that like they have one of the teams working on the new IP. Probably not going to see that for another. Oh yeah, it's gonna two be years. Yes, six. Um, <laughs> yeah, <knows? laughs> and then once once we start hearing about faction stuff, I assume the factions team they're gonna have like a dedicated team of people 
but right. I assume like some of the like the bulk of the team is going to start moving to like Last of Us Part Last Three or something part like three, that. Yeah. Oh God, yeah, yeah. But so. it's it's exciting. That team, I mean, to me, is one of the premier video game developers in the country in the world for crying out loud. I mean, Absolutely. they can do no wrong in my eyes right now. I know a lot of people. There's divisiveness about the Last of Us Part Two. I'm not even going to begin to try and touch that because I don't. I haven't played the game. Oh, yeah. and I don't know. But oh, I'm so eager to hear your thoughts. When you but hear. still, the gameplay, all that stuff. It's undeniable that oh, Naughty Dog is yeah. one of the premier game developers out there. So they got Last so was... much stuff in the pipeline, and I'm excited yeah. for it. Last mm-hmm. of Us Part Two. Regardless of how you feel on the story, you can't. You cannot tell me the gameplay systems in the Last of Us Part Two aren't some of the tightest systems in a third-person shooter that I've Wait. ever seen. Like, I'm serious. Like, yeah. it is, the gunplay is, and the combat is so good in Last of Us Part Two. It is nuts. And Last of Us Part Three, if they just let me play as Abby and, like, beat the shit out of everyone, I'm okay with it. Uh, but, like, Abby only, just fist fights only. But I really, <laughs> really want to... So there's the people in the first game that you follow their story... But you never see them. I want oh, yeah. I think I've to heard this see and I forgot about them. what happens with those. People. See, that would have been great to see in the show. I would have loved in the show if... Like, we don't know. It could be. Oh, yeah. I guess I'm fine yeah. if they retell the first game story for people who've never experienced the franchise before. But it would be great to hear about a novel story or a side story in they the They did say universe. they were adding stuff. Okay. Oh, yeah, right. They did say they were adding stuff. So I'm excited to see what they what they add. Yeah. What they show that isn't obvious to, yeah. to, to someone who's expecting things from the show. Yeah. I'm sure they'll have a bunch of really cool stuff. Um, they had like one of the, the trailers that recently dropped when I was watching it. I like literally I knew what spot of the game that it was in. Yeah. Even though it was like the trailer from the show. Like I was like, I literally know where that is. Like I know how many enemies yeah. are in that room. Like <laughs> I know where everything is. Yeah, I was picking so. up a lot of details from the game and any stuff I've seen about the show. And I think that's a testament to how not, I guess, not accurate. Well, yeah, I guess that's the word I could use. Accurate the show is going to be to the game. And I think that's great mm-hmm. that that's probably because Neil Druckmann is working on it directly. I would the say showrunners it's probably and, not like necessarily accurate, nah, but it follows more of, like, it the fairly spirit well. of the, yeah. this, it's they're, they're taking the true spirit of the game. Yeah, we're going to know where people are and what where people are going. You know, we're going to be excited to see everyone that hasn't been playing these games, see Mm -hmm. their reactions to it. Like, I can't wait to watch with my wife and just look at her face when some of these things go down in the story Mm -hmm. and just be like, oh, you you know, what's coming up. Yeah, (laughs) it's going to be great. Um, My hope is that they don't have as crazy of a performance in that first opening sequence because I sob every time. Um. Like literally can't get past that sequence. Gotta sob without just like literally like just like full. It's it's her acting is so good. If they the don't make you sob, I'm gonna say it's a failed mission. Ah, I just I I just get so tired. You know it's what I so mean? Because it's like it's not just like crying where it's like oh that was so sad. It's like full like oh my god. You're probably gonna cry preemptively. <laughs> so. You're like. Oh, oh yeah, I do that. I do that too. Yeah, it's just gonna no. be the HBO like the static, like the whole thing, and she's just gonna start crying. I will. <laughs> no, like, I'm it. so serious. I'm so serious. I do logo. that. <laughs> I do that all the time. When I probably when I click play on it, I guarantee I'm gonna cry because I'm gonna be oh. like, I can't believe it's here. Can't believe it. Um, Eight days. Wow. Can't believe it's not butter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <sighs> 
Anyway. Margarine's not good for you folks. Excited for The Last of Us. All The Last of Us. It's good for the soul. Yeah. <laughs> we got some PS5 sales news from CES. Mm. The PS5 has sold 30 million units in total. It currently has, Sony says, it currently has 10.7 million units shipped in the current fiscal year, which ends on March 31st, 2023. And Sony's target by that March 31, 2023 date is 18 million units shipped by the end of the fiscal year, which leaves 7.3 million unit deficit to clear the next three months. Mm-hmm. I think that's unlikely to be that I agree. figures unlikely to be hit. But well, Jim when I Ryan, saw the the number like months ago and we talked about it, like I was like, no way, no way they're gonna hit this number. Yeah. And everybody's like, well, you know, holiday sales. And I was yeah. like, so, I don't think holidays now, are that crazy. <laughs> yeah, Jim Ryan does say just last month, December 2022 was the PS5's biggest sales month to date. And Sony's goal is to ship 23 million units during the next fiscal year which begins April 2023. <laughs> and Sony thinks it can hit the 18 million unit shift target by um, the end of this fiscal year, going back to the 2022 18 million target. 6.5 million consoles are manufactured in quarter two. Um, this comes to us from Andy Robinson of VGC. Even with the holiday rush, I don't think Sony's making up an 7.3 million unit de- deficit Who's buying of, consoles at this time of year? You know yeah, what I inside mean? Inside of like, inside of three months. Uh, like, I look, mean, I know there's birthdays and stuff. And there's people I, that do just buy the console. Maybe but... the holiday rush is that good. I don't know if the holiday rush was accounted for in this 10.7 million unit figure. I think so. Maybe it's too early to know. Or maybe not. So that's something. If it is accounted for, in that 10 point. That's included in the 10.7 million unit figure. They're not hitting it by by March 31st, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, I I don't think they're hitting that number, but I did look at the overall health of sales for the PlayStation oh, Five, and what fine. I did yeah. is I compared it to the same time frame of the PlayStation Four. Now it is lower, but not by much, and I think that's impressive because the PS4 didn't have the pandemic, didn't have the supply yeah. constraints, didn't have an economic crisis that it went through. I don't remember there being an economic crisis in like 2013, 14 or anything like that. It was relatively no. normal. Nope. So yeah. the PlayStation 5 is in a much more volatile market and it's still keeping up the pace. And I still feel like we're in that period where every console that's being manufactured is being sold fairly quickly once it gets out of the plant and onto shelves, right? So, I mean, really it's up to Sony, but how much can you guys manufacture? How many chips do you have? How much parts do you have? How much money do you have to manufacture these consoles? And how much well, can you get out to market in time? And I think that they're gaslighting themselves because I don't think they have the parts. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we want to sell 37 million, but we're only making 10 million <laughs> consoles. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and then next month, we no sold 10 million consoles, no. guys. They, we didn't meet set, our mark. <laughs> they set the targets to keep investors and shareholders happy but that's the problem is if they don't meet those targets that's what caused stock prices to go down (laughs) so if you're setting your goals ridiculously high and you aren't even manufacturing enough consoles to meet the goals then you're just shooting yourself in the foot you know know what that's for them to worry about right maybe it will be like exactly maybe you know what in april we'll be like wow they hit their numbers and i'm super impressed but like (laughs) we'll see they counted scalper sales. <laughs> and the thing is, is like, I'm not even like, it's not that I don't want them to succeed. Obviously, I want them to sell a bunch of units. Yeah. Like, the more units they sell, the better games we get, so on and so forth. But like, 
you guys are being a little crazy. You know what I mean? Like, write it back a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But that's how it goes. Yeah. All right. right, Next one. Yeah. You want me to do the next one? This one's such a small story. I don't even think it counts. (laughs) Okay. I'll do it, though. Uh, PSVR 2. 30 plus games on track for launch window. Gran Turismo 7 will be free on PSVR 2 and Beat Saber is in development for the PSVR 2. All of this comes by PlayStation's Twitter. Um, These were all announcements care. from CES. VR. Uh, um, so VR yeah, that's compares. what I'm saying. I don't even think this counts. So we can just go into the next story if you wanted. Okay. I just wanted to make sure we covered Beat it. Beat Saber's cool. Yeah. Beat Saber's fun. Well, I like and that. I was watching kind of funny games daily and they kind of brought up a good point where they're like, my concern is that they're saying it's in development. It should have already been developed. It like, is they developed. should be launching with Beat Saber. Beat Saber you know is I mean? developed. It's been a thing. I've played uh-huh. it multiple times. <laughs> I know Beat Saber. Yeah, I guess Beat Saber too, right? You're not it turns into the sorry, wait, sorry. It's Beat Saber port is in development, not Beat Saber Two. So yeah, it should yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I was about to say I thought it was gonna be like a guitar hero sequel type. But them like, saying it's in development sure. means that it's not going to be in the launch window, which is no. like so silly. Oh, yeah, the launch window is next month, right? When's the actual launch date? Like February something. February something. I don't know. I, I call Sam. I'm not buying it. Ain't got money for that. I just still yet. think it's bonkers that people are going to drop six hundred fifty, seven hundred dollars on something that you're going to play maybe one game a year on. All right, then you're <laughs> like, tr- Ethan is throwing Sam under the bus. <laughs> yeah, the gauntlet Listen. has been thrown. <laughs> VR. I'm not stepping in between them. Has almost no video games. Look, okay, hold on, right? hold on. I own a VR headset. I want to play Half Life Alex before I die. I don't. I Head need to play Half Life Alex. I'm a diehard Half Life fan. <laughs> I need this game in my life. It's almost Too scary. As, almost as good as Rice. Like I need it. Rice is so good. Rice has not yeah. being that good. Three three things in life that I need: rice, peanut butter, Half Life Alex. Right? I need VR is good for Beat Saber, and that's it. And I was thinking about this. I feel like I don't like peanut butter. I don't that's hate crazy. it. That's crazy. That's a. It's like it's like crazy. it's almost like you're fighting for your life while you're eating it. You know <laughs> what is with you and getting beaten up by food? <laughs> oh, because she's like you get assaulted at so dinner much. every it's, night. It's so thick, dude. How are you supposed to breathe? Did that's your parents he, like put like said. poison in your food as a kid or like razor blades or something? <laughs> I don't know. Every my, one of my favorite hurt. things is I asked my mom for Uncrustables one year um, and or like one day and she like literally like made me a peanut butter. She was so mad. She was like, you it's don't need crust. Uncrustables. She literally took like one of like the sauce dishes that you put like whatever fry sauce or whatever in <laughs> she put it over the bread cut the bread like of the Homemade peanut butter and jelly sandwich and then she took a fork and and made and the little it. crinkles around the edge it yep. was it looked legit i was that's like i can't even this was so creative yeah. i can't even be mad you know? are great, that, that's though. what people do when they're, they make like pierogies and i know some people who make dumplings they do that they crimp the ends with the, just the mm-hmm. imprint just of a fork. fork and that's how they make it yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah anyway Right. This isn't I hate my friends. We're moving on to story number six. Gearbox acquires captured dimension. Gearbox Entertainment has announced its acquisition of 3D capture company Captured Dimensions. The firm has worked with entertainment companies such as Lionsgate, Sony Pictures, 2K Games, and EA. 
Captured Dimension services include 3D printing, prop scanning, and cross-polarized texture photography. Jordan William will remain the firm's president and will now report to Gearbox's president, Randy Pitchford. Uh, quote, this acquisition brings incredible technology into the fold for future products and enables further expansion of offerings to strategic partners across multiple business units. End quote, said Gearbox Chief Business Officer Sean Haran. Uh, this is courtesy of Jeffrey Rosso. Rosio uh from at gamesindustry.biz. Uh, this is actually more interesting than what it seems because I'm on Captured Dimensions website right now. They got some crazy 3D renders of people's faces. I don't know if you guys seen it. They've worked on a lot of projects. They've worked on Fantastic Beasts, they've worked on a lot of Marvel movies, Disney projects, monster movies, John Wick 3, Logan, Joker, lots of big big movies and everything like that and uh, they got a quote on here uh, you have an amazing 3d project our goal is to help you achieve unprecedented levels of realism we bring reality to the digital world now unprecedented levels of realism is that something you would describe gearbox video games as and that's not a knock to them because i love gearbox i mean i love tiny tina's wonderland i played new tales of the borderlands obviously all the borderlands games those are very cartoony actiony beat them up right i I say gearbox is stylized not realistic exactly right so that's actually why i put this story in and why i thought this was so interesting is because does this mean they're working on something new that it either means that but i think the more likely scenario is with this quote here this acquisition brings incredible technology into the fold for future products and enables further expansion of offerings to strategic partners strategic partners aka anyone within embracer group so gearbox one of the bigger developers within embracer group now has a basically hyper realistic 3d rendering technology company under its banner and can shop this out to all of the different smaller development teams that normally might not be able to afford this service that are under the embracer group banner imagine that I think that's a really cool possibility. DSX, That'll... Tomb Raider. Now they, own, they know, have those IPs under too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other thing I was wondering is, is I also wonder if this was in part because they already have relationship with all of these film companies and like these other Could companies be. because those those relationships like not necessarily like come with them, but there's still like the, that like personal connection, right? Oh. Borderlands yeah. movie. So, yeah. Borderlands is a series that could really be good for TV. I think like it's a Mad Max esque sort of movie IP would that you I do think a movie really or a TV well. show. I'd probably do a movie for Borderlands, I like a straight I up would, Mad Max movie style Borderlands. I think that would be cool. I would do a movie, but knowing how do I say this, I feel like actually I'm curious, like financial risks and rewards behind a movie versus a TV show, right? Theoretically, if you have a TV show that hits probably make more money on that than a movie but it's probably a lot more money to produce over time yeah so but i i don't think they're buying this to make a movie or a tv show though because one a hollywood studio is going to use its own companies and its own contracts to do any sort of 3d rendering or anything like that but yeah obviously but i i I think i i do think it's cool that now embracer group has this sort of in their back pocket and it seems like something they could utilize in the future that's pretty cool yeah can't wait for Embracer sure. to give me an RTS game, another RTS game with realistic. <laughs> now, can <laughs> I tell you guys? Like... Can I tell you guys something that I just totally no. did, and no. that's why nope. I was laughing while you guys were reading. Mm-hmm. Nope, I'm going to tell you anyways. Um, <laughs> I the reason I was like, well, you know, that's a small story. Oh. Oh, Embracer Group shut her down. 
It's and over with. Breed six, Bree. then I get seven. Bree, you just cut Bree. out like. Yeah, embracer oh. group shut you down, Bree. Your entire thing oh. just got you just cut out. That's so sad. Can <laughs> you hear right. me now? Now you're Yes, we can hear you. Okay, beautiful. What I was saying is, is the reason I had you read. I was like, oh, five is like super small. You should read six as well, is so I could read Bloober Team story. Oh, you want to talk was, about Bloober Team? Yeah, okay. no, it was a conspiracy because I was like, I wonder if I can get away with this. And I did. I Anyways. love Bloober Team. So I'm ready to talk exactly. about that. Exactly. Let's do it. Um, Bloober Team is feeling high pressure to deliver with its Silent Hill 2 remake. Uh, Bloober Team's chief marketing officer, Anna. Jacinka said Bloober Team was picked to make the remake over many other studios, which made them both excited but apprehensive. Bloober Team prepared a concept for the remake in 2019 for Konami at the Tokyo Game Show. Our company was thunderstruck when we received this ecstatic information because many Bloober, many of Bloober Team's employees were diehard fans of the title. As for appreh apprehension, yes, the pressure is high since we're dealing with one of the best psychological horror games ever made. We want to stick close to the original and we will put put it in the spotlight for years to come the remake is powered by unreal engine 5 also introducing an over-the-shoulder camera bloober is rebuilding the combat system and set certain set pieces um jacinka said the studio is modernizing silent hill 2 while assuming a very safe approach for the changes they make they say longtime fans shouldn't worry about bloober team missing the point uh, Bloober is sticking to the story canon while remaking gameplay and graphics from the ground up. This makes me, oh, sorry, Tom Ivan from VGC. This makes me so happy to hear, especially, especially the point about the camera being third person over the shoulder because, god damn, their last game had the worst camera freaking ever medium oh, had yeah. the medium. worst camera it was pretty it was kind of annoying yeah it was like so annoying so this makes me so happy that was my i loved the medium besides the camera that was yeah, my yeah. only complaint with the medium okay and if they can just like take silent hill 2 get those cool spooky graphics oh this is gonna be so good T to the point of them being nervous they should be um, they got the golden goose. Now they just got to sit there and watch it lay the eggs, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you just don't mess with the formula, Mr. Krabs. They got to just make this in the spirit of what Silent Hill 2 was and don't mess this up. And it's good to know that this is a team that are fans of the game. Mm -hmm. So they know what makes Silent Hill 2 a great video game. I'm not going to play it because it's going to scare the hell out of me. I'm excited to watch There's other no zombies, people play I don't it. think. I don't care. Horror games in general <laughs> are just screw with me. But about, it's going to be fun watching other people do it. What about Abandoned from... Blue Box Studios, okay. Oh my god! <laughs> Do you remember that, Bree? You don't remember the mm -hmm. whole abandoned thing where people said they thought it was Everyone Hideo Kojima's next game. <laughs> and Silent Hill, and turned out to be nothing. It was just some scam company then, that PlayStation yeah, promoted. No, no, no. And then developers got like crazy threats, and then it was actually a real company, and it wasn't a scam. It was. You don't remember this? No. That's crazy. <laughs> anyway, I'm. I never played Silent Hill two. I'm scared as hell to play Silent Hill two. I need to play Resident Evil 2 first and res remake and Resident Evil 3 remake. I feel like Resident Evil 4 remake when that comes out. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I'm uh I want to get more into the third person horror scene. I'm just That's so good. So scared after RE7, man. RE7 I had to put down. It's that so good. Like I love most hardcore horror game ever. Like everything from seven is downhill. <laughs> I feel like I just feel like past a certain point in seven, like like, I just feel like it's, like, there's a point in the game where it's no longer scary. But you're right. No the first part is pretty atmospheric. 
village um, only had a couple spots where it was scary. But. Oh my god, the dollhouse, man. The dollhouse. Um. Anyway, so I don't know. I think that like the Jacinka is saying all of the right stuff. Where they're like, listen, we're we're assuming a very safe approach. Like yes. Silent Hill Two is already a good game. We're just fixing the graphics, remaking the game from the ground up, so that way it can exist in a more modern sphere. So they're saying all the right things. Let's see if they deliver, I guess. But you know, I got you guys. I'm pretty optimistic. So we'll see. Yeah. And I'm and they said this should be coming this year, right? I feel like it was 23. It better be. If, if it's not coming out 2023, it says TBA. It says come TBA. On, come on, blue. 2023, they're coming out with layers of fears. Which is their own IP, so they are already coming out with a game this year, Blooper mm. Team, and it's going to be their own game. So Wait. I feel like this is probably a 2024 project for Silent Hill. We have Hill like too. three games that don't come out this year. I'm gonna eat paste. I swear. Well, no one counterpicked Silent Hill two yet, right? Yet. Mm. I might. Oh, I might counterpick. <laughs> I might Ethan, counter you can't use information from this podcast. Insider trading. Insider. I'm messaging I'm, Kevin I'm not right now. Say what game I'm about to counterpick. Don't you dare. That's for I won't. our. Behind closed doors conversations. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I know. He's messaging Kevin right now, just so you I'm know. Not... So if you want to drop it, then like right this second. <laughs> <laughs> Counterfeit. Uh, we'll take a look at. It. We'll take a look at the stat sheet later. We'll see what happens. All right. What? So I gotta be honest. I lost it. I I know it exists on the internet, and like obviously, I'm not keeping track of it. I don't remember where it is. Lost mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. The, the information i don't know you know where it is information for, our... for what? fantasy critic yeah oh speaking of like which... i need the link i like uh, i just gotta go find the link in the discord okay. everyone That's go it. watch our fantasy critic draft we had a mm-hmm. lot of fun drafting all of our teams it yes. was brianna and taylor here representing no limits uh myself and kevin represented x talk and aman and tom represented uh frame by frame and i hate my and friends I so it's yep. so it's mm-hmm. three three teams all with Gonna be twenty games by the end of if uh, if everybody fills up their list, but we all drafted fourteen games each. I think Listen, it was yeah. a blast. It was a good time. Listen, I did anyway. not. I needed like gummies or something for that. That was an activity. <laughs> it was stressful, wasn't it? That's right. You got- well, I, it's stressful from both ends, right? Where it's like if I if I like pressure taylor and sam into picking the wrong things and we lose exactly, because of yeah. my opinions then they're gonna, gonna hate me and I then if I... Is a bad pick. I think nine souls is a bad pick i'm just gonna say it right now brie that's fine you can say that that one i don't think is a bad i pick. convinced kevin to put an assassin's creed on our list all right how do you no, think Mirage, i feel Mirage is a guaranteed at least 70 is i know that's like what i'm saying five at least easy I think Easy it's going to be higher than that but you know yeah. <laughs> like the I game really industry think... at least gives it a 70 Mm-hmm. I think that Nine Souls is is actually that's like one of the picks I'm not worried about. I think all of our lists are pretty damn good lists. I'm not gonna the lie. thing is, is like I think that we still I don't know like you guys like we have a chance and well the other yeah, thing that sucked is that everyone. there were two big games this year and we went third. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like like there are they, two games. Like obviously there's draw. a bunch of games that are going to be yeah. up for like game of the year, whatever. But you got we three and four pick. That was the trade. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. That's true. But at the same time, I would have liked to have Zelda. Zelda. And I would have liked to have Spider Man. Well, wouldn't it be nice if you just got everything you ever wanted? Taylor? And I I I'm good with first picks because 
Last last year fantasy critic for I was first round of draft Elden Ring. Bam, got it. Smart. Locked. Yep. Smart. Locked and loaded. All right. All right. All right last story. All right, last story. I'll bring it home. So Gran Turismo the movie got its first trailer. Sony has revealed the footage, the first footage of its Gran Turismo film during its press conference at CES in Vegas. The short sneak peek video emphasizes the on-track action of the motorsport movie, but doesn't do much to sell the story. The video shows the lengths the filmmakers have gone to recreate the look of the games with real-life race cars. And wheeling drone shots recall Gran Turismo's trailers and replay modes while the gameplay experience is echoed in cockpit cameras and a remarkably accurate recreation of the game's highly angled chase camera. The film's cast also appears in the video, addressing the audience directly. Quote, the movie is made for the cinema. The audience is going to feel every jolt, every thrill of this racing at 200 miles per hour, said Orlando Orlando Bloom. It's badass race car action that you're going to feel like you're in the middle of, according to David Harbour, who plays... Uh, Hellboy, the newest Hellboy, and the Sheriff and Stranger Things. That David Harbour. And Orlando Bloom plays uh, Will Turner in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. People who don't know. Anyway, mm. there will also be drama and a... <laughs> well, there will also be drama and a love story. Where have I heard this oh, before yeah. in a movie about racing? Uh. According to Archie uh, Matakwe, who also plays Jan Mardenborough in the film. Gran Turismo is based on the story of the real Martin Burrow, who went from playing Gran Turismo at home as a teen to a career as a racing car driver, as a racing driver, thanks to the GT Academy contest and training program. But we don't get much of a sense of the story from that teaser. The film will be released in theaters on August 11, 2023, and this comes to us from Oil Welsh Polygon. Man, I couldn't care less about racing things. Whoa, whoa. F1 is pretty cool. I will so say. boring, all of it. F1's real racing. Cool. Racing video games, racing movies, racing TV shows. All right, all right, boring. All right. I'm sorry. Watch a little bit of Drive to Survive on Netflix. The F1, the F1 reality show is actually really good. And before anyone gets mad at me because they remember me saying how much I love Forza Horizon Five, I'm sorry. I was racing at a C130 in a Ford Model T. Okay, like it's a very different video game. There's, there's, it's crazy sandbox. Okay, but racing sims don't care, and I hate Need for Speed. It's, this just sounds like a Need for Speed knock off it's going to be a bad video game adaptation movie in an era where we shouldn't be getting those anymore hey hey, hey. <laughs> i'm not i'm probably not going to see the movie but if you're excited for this it's okay don't listen no to no me. yeah go go for it if you're a racing fan i'm yeah. just i can't stand racing stuff yeah. so that's just me say, <laughs> side note i think gta 5's driving mechanics are amazingly good and i would have loved an arcade yeah. racer with gta 5's driving yeah much better than gta 4 oh yeah <laughs> GTA anyway, 4 is, I feel like you're going to take off. Yeah. Bree, I know you're really excited to watch this movie. Gran Turismo. Orlando Bloom is really hot. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> she was talking about before the show, too. Yeah, she I was like, Orlando I'm not Bloom. interested in any of this, but Orlando Bloom. But yeah. in honor of the movie coming out, I'll watch Lord of the Rings. I used to have a Legos poster in my room. Mm. Nice. It's true. You have my bow. Like that, in my axe. I yeah. feel like, yeah, I feel, I don't know. I feel like, no. Yes, I free. see you. No, I keep saying no, but still no. We're arguing about fantasy and our private fantasy. He like literally yeah. wants see? to pick up this you dumb thing. You guys are insider trading right now. And no, I can't, we are you not. Know, we're not. Trading. I'm not. Okay, this isn't on me. This isn't on me. He's like. Let me call my people. Give... 
I'm gonna bid on it. I'm gonna bid on it behind your back. You should try and get him on Melon right now. That'd be so funny. All right. No, it wasn't him. (laughs) How funny would that be if he just like randomly showed up in Melon? Hold on. I'm gonna call Kevin live. Hold on. Do it. No, don't do it. Don't do do that. No, that's hella funny. Oh no, he's calling him on Discord. Make sure you tell him that he's on the podcast, of course. Yeah. He's not gonna answer. He doesn't have his phone number. It's on Discord. Says you're alone in this call. Others in this chat. That means he like really sad. Yeah, wow, it didn't. Kevin. It, didn't it should probably, ring for thirty seconds, so he declined the call. Kev said on the weekend. He, he said, said, "Why are you calling me?" He said, he's, "Oh, I'm busy for, with my girlfriend." For some, Kevin for says being he has funny. a girlfriend, and he says he has a job. This is all saying. conspiracy. That's what I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> actually, that's not true. There, I know for sure. Actually, I think we have a mom's phone number somewhere. I'm trying to insider phone. trade counter pick. No. Silent Hill 2. <laughs> he said, okay, LOL, Sam's I don't do asleep. that show. <laughs> this is rigged. He said, I don't do that show. All right. He doesn't want to talk, guys. Come on. All right, all right, all right. He's all mad. What a loser. <laughs> Good. Live. Live messing with Kevin. Live right. TV. No, that genuinely wasn't what we weren't talking about Silent Hill 2. We were talking about another thing that Taylor keeps saying that we should pick up, and I think it's a bad idea. Why? So just is tell it, it to me. Idea? I'm not going to pick it up. Why is it a bad idea, Bree? I feel like this is a double-edged sword if we say it. Because I if just you feel say, like... No, no, no. Silly okay, no stop, stop, you. stop, stop. Nope, we're not going to no, talk about if, it. If you're going to continue with this on the podcast, you got to say it because the nope, audio listeners not, do not care right now. We're not talking about it here. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right, anyway. We are in Limitless now, so... Ooh, Limitless. I mean, yeah. unless you guys really have something else to say about Gran Turismo. No. Okay, that's what I thought. <sighs> I have we we've got so many picks for Limitless. He doesn't want to counterpick it. It's too much of a threat. Good. <laughs> Imagine it does come out. We're gonna lose all of our points. Wait, you want to do a oh, Maggie, yeah. Rag, mini Ragnarok spoiler cast with me? Oh no. We could. I gave you guys a bunch of options. All right, all right. This is officially there's so uh, many options. As of one, I don't know. Maybe should should I or should I not? Actually, I haven't done the full second credits. I'll after wait. If that, you're maybe if you're it. yeah, I was gonna say if you haven't done the second credits, like we should. Wait. Oh wait, maybe I should stop listening to the spoiler cast too then. Yeah, because we full spoiled like literally everything. Oh, big like... spoil, yeah. Okay, you guys, I was in the middle of introductions before I turned it off. So I mean, you can watch like the first two hours, right? <laughs> no, it's like an hour. Okay. It's almost exactly an hour. Mm. All right, I'll go back and do the. A Ragnarok spoiler cast? That was like three hours. No, no, the spoiler free part. Oh, right, right. right. Yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, uh, the whole thing was three hours. You're right. Uh, favorite track on the Ragnarok soundtrack? I don't know the song names. Then I knew the song names up. for God of War 2018. <laughs> Hold on. Was there a question asked on the Limitless and I just wasn't paying attention? No, he just said it, but he said it as in like a, he didn't he didn't properly say it. The question is, what is your favorite soundtrack? Like, what is your favorite track on the God of War Ragnarok soundtrack? Oh, come on, I you're gonna ask him a question names. before he hits second credits. We can't do that. I I didn't. He picked the t- he no, picked no, no, no. It. it was a song on the soundtrack. I don't think second credits is gonna introduce a new song, is it? It is. Oh yes. my god. All right, never mind. Jeez. All right, all right, all right. Well, place place in your game of the year 2022. That was definitely Ragnarok. We could do the second limit list because Deathloop is a bad video game and no one cares. 
I like the second to last because this is the only week we'd be able to do it. Okay. Yes. All right. Is the Last of Us TV show going to be good? Yes or no? Yes. I think it'll be. Yeah, I think it'll be very good. It'll be fantastic. Okay, beautiful. It's That's got. I'm like calling it. it. It's gonna win. I don't know if it's Academy Awards, Golden Globe. I don't know I don't what know. the award is. It's for TV. Emmy. It's gonna win. So what, it's gonna what, win yeah, an Emmy. About is anything Emmys, yeah. in anything. It's Maybe. gonna win one Emmy. <laughs> it could be what, in supporting three? whatever. I don't know. I said it's gonna win a Grammy, but I was just it's gonna win a Grammy. Because Number one platinum selling one. artist right. Neil Druckmann. That would be, be really great. cool. Yeah. Uh, but I, they have they said anything about uh, what's his name doing the soundtrack? Uh, the composer, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I hope he does. Oh man, I started watching the Near TV show today, you guys, and it is the original soundtrack. Oh, I didn't even know there was a Near TV show. Is it based on Near Automata or Near Replicant? Yes, it is. Yes, it mm. is. And is it they're anime? like, yes, it is anime. That's oh boy, is Yoko, is Yoko Taro part of it? Part of I believe so. Process? I mean, like, the, I think they're just pulling the story from the game. So far, that's mm. what they've been doing. I know. I'm just um, curious if he was there a creative, in a creative consultancy role. I don't know. But I do know that the original voice actors are the voice actors, which I was oh, like, wow. yes. Wait, Japanese or English or both? Japanese. I don't watch in English. And I don't think there's an English dub just yet. It literally I, just aired today. Quick I update. I played my, my 20 minutes okay. of Nier Automata, the game. It was with the English dub. It's so good. Quick update, myself and mm -hmm. Kevin are going to be taking a wait-and-see approach. We want to let you guys shoot yourselves in the foot before we do anything. And make hey, that's mess. smart. Yeah. That's smart. You know what? That is smart. So y'all are going to panic and start bidding on stuff, and we're just going to clean up the mess. You know how it is. Yeah. I'm glad that you're updating us on your strategies. I appreciate that. Because it's not going to change what you guys do. I know. I you know, know what? I did see this game that you added. I didn't add any game. Oh, the yeah, Plucky Squire is a really good pick. Oh yeah, Kevin put the bid in for that, so we yeah, got that's that. Really yeah, the one that we just missed. Kate, I one dollar, baby. Yeah. I do. I think that like we can have like a neutral zone here where we talk about like the I hate my friends slash frame by frame team, right? Um, they picked up Remnant Two and Payday Three. Payday Three, that's ballsy. It says Maybe it's coming, coming out. Both of them. Year? They both say that they're coming out. Payday Three oh, is either not coming out, and if I'm it is, like, it's going to review bad. Three. We got to put counter Payday Three on counter pick watch, man. <laughs> okay. You guys can counterpick Payday 3 if you want. I just I looked up reviews for Payday 2 and it got like 90s. Oh, no, Payday no 2 was chance. great. I'm just, no, I'm not worried about Payday. Payday 3, I think, will have a great critical reception. I'm more, I'm concerned that it would come out this year. They have both, when I Googled the release date, they both said that they've been confirmed for 2023. But Payday 2 has they an open critic given... of 69. Nice. Nice. Yeah, so it did not I feel like if you get 69, I feel like if you get 69, you should get like extra points. No, 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 no. No, no. Yeah, that'd be a minus one officially, right? Yeah. Right. But because it's 69, like I feel like that's I know. Plus points, yeah. right? Well, if we should subscribe to the you know the oh, you know the person who runs Fantasy Critic is one guy. One guy runs the whole website apparently. And he has a Patreon. That's cool. So Subscribe to the Patreon, and then we say. What do you get hey, for the Patreon? Could you? I don't know. Like, okay, I'm gonna click on this. Hold on. Let's. Check. No, no, no! Don't click on it. All right. You can click on it. 
right. communications are being made, deals guys. are being made in Washington and here at Save the Game Media. Things are things are happening, folks. No. Things are happening. So you're welcome, by the way, on telling you that that information. Um, as a Plus mm-hmm. user, you gain access to an enhanced version of the site with added quality of life features. There's the features are detailed here. Um, and then you get access to a special Discord for the ten dollars a month. The 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 website plus is only three dollars a month. Ooh. Ooh. So. Access the Discord campaign Ooh. for the sixty nine. That's ten dollars. Right. We rate Well, I mean, you can flips. join the Discord Discord either way. Anyways, yeah. So what all I was saying is, is like I don't really have like Remnant Two is not on my radar whatsoever. Payday Three. I have heard mixed things about, but I don't think I, at the end of the day, even understand what the game is. I love the Payday 2, but I don't think the that Payday 3 is going to hit nearly as close to how well Payday 2 did. Mm-hmm. Well, the first Payday did garbage, right? I don't, I don't even remember it. I didn't play it. I feel like... is that, Wait. Maybe I'm thinking of a different game. What game is this? Let me look it it's up. Where it's a heist game where you cooperatively... Teams of four. Rob a bank. Oh, is that the one Super where you'd fun. like yell in the mic? Oh, yeah. You'd be screaming at each other, you know, guard the door, you know, I'm getting the vault, you know, start the drill. Yeah, but you'd like, like to just... yell at, like, the clerks in the game or whatever? I think or... maybe. Really? I feel like. Yeah, you could, like, yell through your mic at the clerks to in-game procs chat. The game is set to be released in 2023. Do we have even a trailer for this? Uh, yeah, probably. So. No. You never heard of the Payday? Just look up a lot of Payday 2 stuff. Payday is a pretty cool franchise. Interesting. No trailer for Payday 3 yet. It ain't bad. All right, well. Time to wrap it up. Yeah, without a more unorthodox level, where you talk about Fantasy Critic. uh, Might be a theme for a while. We're just talking about Fantasy Critic. (laughs) The edge scheme and plot. (laughs) You know, honestly, I feel like as long as I make it and everybody doesn't hate me at the end of the year, I'll be happy. If we don't pick up the game I said we should pick up, I will hate you. See, I'm calling your bluff there, though. Uh, guys, guys, we got to do this offline. We got to wrap this up. <laughs> I don't think audio <laughs> listeners want to hear the backroom right. dealings right now. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Thank you so much, y'all, for listening to the episode 26 of No Limits, where I, me, Taylor, officially returned. And, yeah, and you can find us on youtube.com slash save the game media. And don't forget to check out our Discord if you want to hang out. Links are in the description. And where can people find you, Bree? Find me at Fabulous Brianna everywhere. And How do you anywhere. spell that? Oh my god, F A B U L S T B R E A N N A. Sorry, I said not, oh my god, not because I didn't want to spell it, but because I was like, what if I don't know how to spell it? I had like a panic for a moment. Well, that'd be an issue. Mm. That would be Fabulous yeah. Banana. Yes, that's what my little brother used to call me. Oh no, <laughs> that's really cute. Oh, <laughs> um, my little sister would call me B Nana. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. What about you, Eaton? Discord. Discord. Come say hi. Yeah. yeah. Come hang out on the Discord. It's where I do my scheming and my talking. Yeah, yeah. It's where Ethan starts to pick up digital games instead of physical games because he's displaced from stores. I'm gonna find a way. I'm gonna find yeah. a way. All right. Thanks, y'all. Until next time. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Peace. Don't eat cheese.